Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next episode of Final, Final Stallions. Stallions! And we have a kick-ass guest today, as we always do, but this one is very special. We have the king of Cleveland music, dawned on by me, myself, and I, Mikey Silas, in the house. Woo! Mikey, come on, you gotta... He's being modest, ladies and gentlemen. Because whenever I think of Cleveland music, or my introduction to Cleveland music, everywhere in Cleveland music is Mikey Silas. So, Mikey, how are you doing today, man? Appreciate you coming on. Dude, I'm doing good. It's been a, uh, it's like season transition time, so mm-hmm. kind of like reflective a little bit, but looking ahead while... Well, yeah, I'm, I'm in a good spot today. And I love it. I mean, it's honestly oh, yeah. going to be one of the last nice days here in Cleveland where I'm able to wear the shorts and able to go out and about. Yeah, it's one of those days where it's like inside the house it's cold, but outside it's like 70 degrees. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. no, I needed an excuse to get out today. And it was my grandma's 90th birthday. So yeah. shout out to Kay Friedman. Happy 90th Shots birthday. Happy dog. Yeah, shout out. But again, Mikey, so... Again, when uh, I explained it there, but whenever I think of Cleveland music, I think of you because I was introduced when I really started going out in the Cleveland music scene and trying to see more local. It always flashes back to that Brothers Lounge show. Of, was it May? It, was it Memorial Day weekend? I think it was. And you, uh, me and my boys, we all lived right by there, uh, like close to 117th. We were like, listen, I've heard of this band. Let's go out and just uh, check them out. And you guys tore the place down. That's actually when you had a former guest that we had, a Matt Moody playing guitar oh, with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember being captivated by the way you controlled the stage and the way the harmonies were going with the horns and everything. And uh, so this is, I'm, I'm fucking excited to shit for this one because again, I've uh, been closely following you. Um, so again, for the people out there, Mikey is the lead singer and piano player of the local Cleveland band apostle jones and tell us about this project a little bit because you are the founder you're the one who's uh, kept this thing going i know there's been a handful of different talent uh throughout the years uh but take us back where did this idea to come up with a whole band with horns and a whole rock and gospel rock and soul sound yeah um it started off as a uh do was well, started off as a name first um and it was like uh i had just moved back to cleveland and was spending a lot of time because i didn't really know a lot of people uh so we're talking about like 2016 2017 ish didn't know a lot of people so i would kind of sit at home and work in like different uh just work in different music programs like just drafting up song ideas and then doodle logos and things of that nature um and wanted to come up with a band that i thought kind of served a function as like a blues band um but also kind of was a little bit more about uh was about more than just misery or overcoming things um it was more about kind of what you get from overcoming things or going through those misery uh periods of your life so uh, the name Apostle Jones came out of that sort of like um, foggy brain sessions I was doing at the time. Um, and it's uh, it started off as like a, as a duo, which we were called Mirrors at first. 
Okay. Um, and and who are you uh, with that in? Yeah, that was with a, a gentle gentle friend named Anthony Hitch. Okay. Um, and we actually met because at the time I was like trying to do like the sober thing, and he was actually like my sobriety like sponsor or whatever. Okay. It's kind of the crux, like the crutch I needed at life at the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, we just he was a really sick guitar player. Um, there's like some of our earliest stuff is you could hear his guitar playing is so beautiful. He's just really really good. So he was in the band as we started to add new members to it. Um, and we just kind of kept, we just slowly added drums and we added bass and that's where Matt Moody came in. He was the first bass player for the band. Um, eventually Anthony would leave, Matt would take over for him. Um, okay. Yeah, and then we just started, kept adding things. Um, yeah, I don't know. So just- it, I mean, it's just been ever changing. I mean, I, I like I see, uh... I don't know. You've like, like, if you look at your website, there's just a slew of just talented artists that have been a part of it, like throughout the whole thing. And, um, they like, was there at any point where you were like, we're going for this sound, we're going for this, or you're just like, ah, oh, maybe we should add this. Yeah. I think, um, I'd like to say it's very organic, the growth of the band. Um, I, I to be kind of like funny about it, you know, the idea of it being like apostles, like, kind of there's always been this idea of like we should have 12 band members yeah. <laughs> um, and uh but that's i can't figure out what like 10 11 and 12 would do yet yeah <laughs> so we're at about nine now and, and you gotta look walk at, us like, through the nine like who are the nine members what instruments do they play awesome um the uh so i kind of moved to more of just like a uh singing frontman role for the band, so I brought in a keyboard player, and his name is Brett Lindman. Okay. And um, he is a met Brett at uh, at a gig we were playing, or a gig I was watching at Collision Bend Brewery yeah. in the Flats. Great and um, Brett used to play for the band Welshly Arms. Okay. Um, and but he wasn't playing with them at the time, and literally I knew Brett for about it, like almost eight months before he ever came in to sit down and play keys or whatever. Um, so Brett has keys duties. Uh, the guitar player right now is a guy named Michael Habure, who actually used to live like right across the street over here. Oh, right really? In Gordon Square, um, like right behind Tributary over there. Yeah. All so, right, cause right. I was living at 45th and Bridge in Ohio city and dude would just walk by my house every day. So one day I said, Hey, you, when's your birthday? Cause I like astrology and shit like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we started talking and then you know, just keep walking back and forth. Turns out he was a musician. Uh, he was kind of like getting back into his uh, his routine musically and stuff like that. Um, so he ended up coming into the band. I can't remember who he replaced. He must have replaced Matt. No, Tyler. That's who he replaced. Um, Matt moved to L.A. Tyler filled in for Matt and then um, Tyler started playing with other people or something uh tyler and i we still gig together though but anyway <laughs> sorry um so yeah michael's sick he's awesome really cool guy down to earth um first guy there last one to leave has a tom brady like work ethic. nice <laughs> um then we have uh on bass alex zinni who for a period of time was playing guitar at one point and he had a band called bro dylan for a while okay um and he's like 
we reunited at a is it is it okay if i do little origin stories about oh, everybody of course yeah. oh <laughs> that's what we're here for we'll the superpowers later um <laughs> but alex uh alex and i we we knew each other but we never really like we never really like fucked with each other that much um but he uh he and i were at a songwriting retreat together and it was one of those just kind of serendipitous things where we were both trying to connect with like the great creative spirit. Of course. Um, <laughs> as we all... oh. um, and then Alex, he's, he's primarily a guitar player, but he was like, uh, so he came in and played guitar for a little bit. And then he was like, you know what, too much. I need to just focus on me or whatever. And then he ended up coming back as the bass player. Uh, and he's been one. like, pretty much as far as I know, it's been more of like an experimental thing for him. But like we we did we did a few covers this year like Stevie Wonder covers and like Stevie has some sick bass lines. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely nasty. And the, he like songs like, in the key of life. That whole thing tears me apart. All of it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so he um he uh he fucking slayed on those things. So he's been just killing it. He's also like just a really like good 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 friend. So um, uh, Alex is great. All right, that's about like three, so I gotta I gotta get this moving. <laughs> um, we have uh, what other instruments are there in a band? Drums. Oh yeah, yeah I so, hear that helps. <laughs> yeah. um, so we have uh, Rashawn Blake, uh, who is a he's in probably eight or nine bands at the moment. What? How do you manage that? <laughs> I honestly don't know. Like, I really don't know how he does it. And he's in grad school for like. Uh, what? <laughs> for like computer development or software development or database management one of those information technologies he must not squad. sleep yeah i don't think he does I, he actually kind of has his own practice space at rock and roll city where um <laughs> i think it's literally just like his spot where he can just crash <laughs> just yeah he has like he has a fucking madden set up in there <laughs> Hell yeah. he has like flags <laughs> and stuff like he just he just hangs out there all the time uh brishan's awesome though like same thing as michael just like really on top of everything uh really really down to earth uh met Rayshawn because he was playing with um one of our other members charday's band um at the time they were called mixed feelings and he was a drummer and he came in to fill in on a gig or something like that um, one day. And then when our current or when our former drummer left um, the band, he filled in for him and he's just been like, kind of revolutionized the sound. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Cause we were kind of a little bit more on the rockier side of things. Okay. Um, less focus on dynamics or like uh, more kind of swung rhythms and stuff like that. Everything was a little bit more, well, which was awesome for what it was, but it kind of shifted the whole foundation of the group. As you can imagine, bass and drums have the ability to do that. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's the mean potatoes, people. It is. It is. It's the uh, it's the heart of the the heart of the band. If it ain't working, nothing's working. Um, <laughs> uh, so Rishan's been really great. Um, so Charday, I've known Charday for probably about like five years or something like that. Charday was coming around when Anthony, uh, who I was doing the band with first um and i were just gigging out as a duo and um she's a fantastic artist fantastic um uh just curator she really does a lot in the community um and frankly like like i just i love her like i think yeah. she's just fantastic and um it's one of those things where we're both so passionate about what we do that um 
that it's just just it's i don't know when we're together like there's just magic that radiating happens. as well so charday is really i brought charday into the group initially to help bring a little bit of like refinement and um uh, refinement and growth to the the harmonies and the background vocal mm -hmm. sections which is so um, important live it is so important. it really makes a huge difference i mean you can only listen to like uh well i'll I just speak for myself you can only listen to like i can only listen to me for so long you know <laughs> what i'm saying so i'm like all right what are you saying now whatever everything sounds the same yeah whatever. no i feel that so just it a lot of ways depth. of doing it so. plus i mean it used to be one of those things where we'd be out playing and it would be Oh man, if we get those background vocals, like it's a wrap, like mm -hmm. it's a done deal. Like, yeah. Watch out. Um, so Charday's been incredibly uh, an incredible uh, part of like the evolution of the band, and she brought in uh, one of her singers from her group, um, a singer who we call Honey, um, and she is a phenomenal singer. She's an amazing artist. She's one of those like savants. She can kind of do anything. Yeah. You know, like, and she'll do it without you even noticing. You'll look away, look back. She's like painted a masterpiece. Yeah. Oh, honey. <laughs> yeah. So she also, she has like, she has that range, that voice that can kind of like crack through that upper tier. So it kind of gives you chills and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So she's, she's fantastic. She's been a really great addition um, as well. And her and her, or her and Charday are just so in sync and harmonize with each other. Um, and then we have the horn players, uh, Eric Levine on trumpet and Charlie Wilson on sax. Charlie plays in a group called Wanyama. Okay, I've heard of his groups. They Yeah, and Eric used to tour the country with a group called Bora Bora, maybe? Something like that. But <laughs> Eric moved here from the pandemic uh, uh, back, from, back to Cleveland during the pandemic from Colorado. And we got placed with him on a show at Grog Shop during one of their like sit down covid shows or okay. whatever and um kind of been kicking it with eric ever since then we're actually going to hit the baseball game tomorrow nice um, nice guards. Guards. Yep. <laughs> but in the current lineup of the band charlie the sax player and myself are the two oldest members okay nice so yeah well so, so um and you guys have been playing out a lot this summer and um and even just yourself man like even when you're not playing with uh, apostle jones like I see you gigging out like just yourself and I mean man it's encouraging for me at least like I it's it's inspiring to see how you can always stay at it no matter what just foot to the gas pedal and be able to just go out there and do what you want so that's great and Perfect. Yeah. Is it encouraging? Like, yeah, that guy sucks. I could totally do that. <laughs> oh no, it's it's encouraging because you just gotta fucking do it, people. And I bitch at myself in the mirror every day for not doing things at once. So just just listen to Shia LaBeouf. Just do it. Yeah, there's lots of like Instagram memes that kind of keep you going sometimes. There are and people, yeah. and I and and thank you to the people who post those on their story because I don't follow those accounts, but when you post them, I see them. So thank you. <laughs> um, but so. Over the years, you guys have had, uh, you've had one EP, Lilith? Is uh, that Lil Lilith. Lilith. Which is kind of, um, it's a, there's a biblical like reference with Lilith and kind of like the mother of Eve and shit like that. Um, but in the case of the EP, it was more about the uh, ask, um, the ass, <laughs> the astrology of it all, um, which is a, um, which is kind of signifies kind of the dark side of the moon, you okay. know, kind of like your deeper unconscious parts of you that kind of like uh, guide your life a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
so Lilith is kind of this divine, dark, like feminine force energy that everyone has in them a little bit. I love it, man. No, I and those songs rip as well. <laughs> like starts off with that instrumental, and then second song with you just kicking it off right away is like huge. Club Club was raving about that uh, earlier today to me. Yeah, those four tracks bump. Is is Moody on that? That Moody's not on that one. Um, I don't know if we actually have any like super solid recordings with Matt. Um, but the uh, that one has Tyler Ray, who I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Bert Barrios on the drums, Todd Marshall on the bass. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were just a modest uh, five piece at that time. Dang, I guess I didn't realize. Okay. Todd, uh, and Jessica uh, was on the uh, tambourine. Yes. I remember seeing her at, uh, with you guys at Grog Shop as well. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, dude. So that was great. And then you have two other live ones on Spotify right now, uh, right now, live from Cleveland, and then the most recent one released in April, which is a uh, Four Pins Left live from Youngstown. Whoa, that EP blew me away, man. Use me, groove, and then uh, what so was that's that's what happens when you drop Rayshon in the band. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like. So that the new EP was the closest thing we have to like the full band being represented. Okay. The only thing we're really missing on that one is uh, the background vocals. Okay. And um, we actually had a fill-in bass player for that one. So Alex wasn't on that one. Okay. But I, I, I mean, yeah, use me and better yet, the guitar tone um, with like your piano running in the background as well. I was Bro, j- like- Michael's going to love to hear that. He works so hard on his guitar tone. Really yeah. good. Well, because it stood out unbelievably and uh, better yet on that ep so keep doing whatever you're doing <laughs> keep doing whatever you're doing michael <laughs> um do you have any plans for uh ep lp coming up with the crew right um well we have a we have another live album called live from coda yes um that's only on Bandcamp. um and that one i really like that one because it plays like a whole concert like we we kept all the the takes in between songs and stuff okay oh, hell yeah. um i sound like a really drunk drag queen the whole show so. <laughs> <laughs> you're like honey what are you talking about <laughs> well you're sure i got water what's the next song so it gets it's pretty funny my mentor called my mentor told me he was like you great album one of those 1098 you really like that song. Yeah, yeah he was like what a great great song like one of my favorites i've ever heard but you gotta really fix your talking between songs <laughs> dude <laughs> it's funny that's me this every time i go back and listen to these fucking podcasts i'm like i'm a whiny bitch every time i'm just i'm gonna go back thing. and listen to this like why did i talk for like five hours about the band but. because that's what you're supposed to do on yeah. final stallions <laughs> um but yeah the plans to do a uh a full length album is definitely the goal yeah. Uh, hell yeah i think just in terms of also managing uh the desire to um like you were really kind to say everything you said about like gigging out in Cleveland and just like having those opportunities. I feel really grateful for those things. Um, uh, but I want to expand outside of that with the yep. band. So the plan is to, I, I try not to like talk about things too much because sometimes it, you start to overthink it. And it's just, yeah. that's probably what happened with the album, talking about it for so long, it's not going to get done. Cause I'm like, oh, now I got to do it like this. Believe but me, um, I'm living it. <laughs> yeah, how about it? Yeah, it's not easy, especially when you're trying to like 
do something that means something sometimes i feel like we could trip ourselves up with that or whatever yeah um but the we also kind of want to focus on also developing like really good current video content um things that will really have like a good um a good presence on social media Uh um and not the social media end all be all but i mean to be honest it's just part of I mean, it's part of the routine. It's a gateway of not, what people can see you for X amount of seconds. It's of the most alone. common modern marketing tool. Like that's the easiest way to say Precisely. it. Precisely. Yep. I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, oh, fuck social media. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, at a certain point you have to, you have to just, exactly. you have to mind your It's a platform. It's a platform. It. Platform. Um, sponsor me. No. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the, uh, trying to get the lizard. um but the uh the uh the work that that we want to do uh hopefully will also be more video content and focus on some singles at first just to create a little bit of an impact um so that we can tour a little bit easier um or be better representative of ourselves as we try to branch out into more kind of like micro markets outside of the Cleveland area. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of those areas you're targeting? What are some of those areas? So I mentioned astrology earlier. Well, this isn't entirely true, but I feel like it's fun to talk about it in this way. Um, There's certain, there's things, there's something called astro cartography, which is you could take like, have you ever heard someone say, I have a, I have a, a cancer moon and I have a, a rising sign yeah. so those are like legit things and when you're born you're kind of like you're kind of like a fingerprint and you get all of those specific markings of the planets and stuff like that but you could take that that map that star map for yourself what we call a natal chart and you could superimpose it three-dimensionally on the globe and you'll find certain lines on around the planet where certain parts of your astrology chart will be greater or have yeah. felt stronger. So like I lived in Chicago for a long time and I got my ass kicked a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. So my Mars goes through Chicago and Mars is like the, the God of war type of thing. Uh, so <laughs> Cleveland happens to be for me, this is, just, this is just the way it works out. It's not going to be if you're from here or live there, there's something there necessarily. No, there's something different. But Cleveland for me is like a healing place. So, but if you look at it and you look at like where like Venus, which is kind of music, your rising sign, which is who you are, Jupiter, which is expansion. If you look where those signs all kind of line up, uh, for me, they kind of go up and down the East Coast a little bit. Okay. So looking okay. at markets like Baltimore, um, Boston, that whole yeah, area, yeah. Philly, um, and also kind of taking that Cleveland line for me extends down into New Orleans a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So all I'm right. not... Um, that's the reason why I said it's not entirely true because it's also kind of selfish for me to look at it in just that one dimensional way. Yeah. But I kind of feel like there are certain energies or polarities that would kind of like, that would kind of like uh, get sparked or, or take off in those areas too. I, 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 yeah, I've never heard that aspect of astrology, like putting it down on a map and like looking into that aspect. 
Yeah, it's a lot more than horoscope stuff. And I also yeah. try to not look into the future with it because that shit will make someone crazy. Yeah. Everyone has one of those friends. 100%. Uh, you're this sign, so you're that way. Yeah, we will never get along. <laughs> you, you're going to have to get I'm a cool. lot more weird to sound crazy on this show. <laughs> so can I still buy you dinner, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, that, so that's a no. So. Uh, but yes, yeah, so uh, somewhere close by initially, you know, Detroit, those cities. And we, we, we're lucky in Cleveland to be uh, at least on this side of the country where there's just so many air like metropolitan areas that can that have venues or are open to acts coming through or whatever um so yeah long-winded answer anywhere pretty much close by (laughs) you talk about uh, wanting to be like um i don't know like just like better represented as well and uh someone who i see you work close with is get slick social Oh yeah, Ricky. Yeah, wait, what? Wait, was I uh, Ricky? Ricky Bobby. But Ricky Benjamin. Ricky. Oh, Ricky Benninger. R- Ricky yeah. Benninger. Yes. I was talking about Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobber. <laughs> um, yeah, Ricky is. Uh, Ricky and I met um, when he booked us at Music Box when he was doing this sort of like series there where he would bring in local bands. Okay. His Music Box. Um, uh, their business model tends to favor more like Twilight career artists. So like you, your Sean Colvin's, your Joan Osborne's, Paula Coles, yeah. you know, those, those singers that had like big radio hits in the nineties or, or earlier decades and are now kind of touring more mid-sized mm-hmm. um, intimate venues and cover bands. So Ricky was working on a program there that, fostered a local band um uh objective i guess and uh so met him through that and then ricky is legit like my best friend yeah to this day yeah i fucking love music it's fun to do but it also meet some of the best people of your life through it absolutely um but ricky is a ricky went rogue left music box and started a social media marketing company called slick social and uh, he did, he really helped us out during the kind of second year of the pandemic or whatever, and uh, really helped us with social media and uh, creating images and just kind of like bringing just a, like a general sense of fun to the social media. Yeah. You could tell he's not doing it anymore because all the posts are really boring. Now, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ricky's back in Music Box doing his thing, but he's still definitely doing a slick social um, he was doing a lot with the recent Cleveland Music Awards that they did. Yeah, uh, where was that? Was that at the farm? Downtown? It ended up being at, at uh, I've gone over this name so many times, I'm still going to mess it up. I believe it's Welcome to the Farm. Welcome to the Farm. Or yeah. on the farm. No, 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 it's Welcome it to the Farm. It is Welcome. Yeah. So I was trying to find it to tag it on Instagram. And I was like, it's not that place. No. <laughs> it's it's um, not the farm. But it was supposed to be a forward nightclub. Okay. But it was gonna, or day club. This was going to be during the day. Uh, but it... Um, it rained a lot yeah. and there's no indoor there and it's connected yeah so they just kind of knocked it next door and it was packed and it was yeah great i mean they have a uh, n- nice stage there uh, like i was actually there on saturday and... i was sick i'd never been there before yeah i mean it's it's very well set up i mean when hey, if you have a patio area on the flats right by the water like can you go wrong right well i guess some places could say it but they're doing it right <laughs> sometimes that lake erie fart smell comes up though mm-hmm. scares <laughs> away the customers <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> they will find you though. They will find you. Will find you. <laughs> I remember I was driving a friend home one time. It was a drag queen friend from Chicago, and they were doing a show at Frog Shop randomly, uh, Glamgore. Uh, it's a really fun drag show, actually. Um, and I was driving them back to their Airbnb in Tremont, and um, we were driving, and they go, oh my god, what is that smell? <laughs> we, we were going over, we were on that bridge, that big bridge, the 90 that you take over towards Tremont over there, and I was like, no matter what you do, do not open the window. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make it worse, and we'll never, we'll never survive. So yeah. Anyway, thanks, Cleveland. It's it's it keeps us humble. <laughs> it sure does. Just vibing after the show, Queen was Queen had a great time. Everyone was smoking blood, having a good moment. And I was like, "What the fuck is that smell?" Yeah. <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, yeah. So Ricky's great. Very nice. Yeah. Um, something that I. One time we're gonna really dive into this into a full episode, but. We can touch on it right now because again, so again, when I think of Cleveland music, I think I think of Mikey Silas. He are hosting open mic nights as well at the Crowbar, which yeah. is uh, it. It's every other Tuesday or pretty much it's supposed to be first and third Tuesday, but first every and now and then the calendar is like add a fifth week to the month. Yeah, <laughs> so I it's just doing that. So what I want to touch on is just music is music. Obviously, we're hearing that you got to make it in plans, but the community aspect of yeah. it all is something that I have just been just swarmed up in, in the past, especially starting like this podcast has been great, but again, being able to like go and see you out in 2019 and, and see people, the community out uh, randomly has really just, I don't know, been an uplifting experience for me. Um, it shows that there are some great people with just uh, great talents and great mindsets that are living here and I don't know can you just like touch a little bit on just like music as just like like what it can do besides bring pleasantry to our ears interesting um well I think I think that's kind of there's like a few different ways I think you can answer that uh or appreciate that question um and ultimately try to answer it um it is it's, I mean, here, here's, here's one for your Instagram memes. It's a universal language. <laughs> Anyone True. can feel it and understand it. You don't need to even know the words. No. Um, I think music is, uh, it's, it's a strong community builder. You know, it's, it's a way to, I think it just as a, um, in general, as people living in the same place, call it what you will, community, neighbors, coexisting, um uh whatever you know i think we inherently carry around a certain amount of like stress and trauma um anxiety fear these really unhealthy emotions that eat away at your health that eat away at your confidence eat away at your relationships eat away at your at your just spirit sometimes mm -hmm. and music is a really great cure for that um it's also something where even though there's like a finite number of notes and the ability to be in awe of the way someone uses them simply or in a complicated way yeah. and is able to like twist them around and arrange them in a certain way, to me, is just always forever inspiring and fascinating. Um, 
And I think a lot of times music is the answer for the questions you don't even know you have sometimes in a weird way. Um, so I think, I think music really functions in a level in our lives um, greater than I think we give it credit for sometimes. And I'm kind yes. of figuring this out, talking about it out loud. I've never really even thought about it this deep, I don't think. But um, uh, at least sober-minded a little bit. Um, <laughs> So music, bro. Oh. I, mean, I mean, but it like trips me up though. There's like times like music is inevitable, whether you're rich, old, young, poor, no matter where you live in, you have your type of music that is carrying you throughout your day. You have your people that you enjoy and it's, there's something there for everyone. And I also like what you just touched on as well. Like you only got like 12, 12 notes and then they repeat each other, but it's the way that you are able to yeah, curate them in a way yeah. to get across whatever you're trying to say. And yeah, I find that very interesting. But I mean, music is there for everyone. Like you said, whether you know it or not, it is in your life and carrying you along. It's also like a time capsule thing. Like you'll hear it and you'll be like, bam. Right back to that you know, moment. Exactly. So it's it just, I think it just makes our lives a lot richer um, in tremendous ways. And I think like, cause there'll be times I'll be like, I just not just recently i've recently have like gotten really back into like going out and just dancing yeah um like don't care just music on dark room dark club or whatever not even dark room sometimes just out there yeah, just, yeah. i'm out there jerry i'm loving every second <laughs> um, and they'll uh, <laughs> um the uh but I saw, I was kind of wondering, I'd be like, what is the fascination with like going to just dance? I mean, you, you like uh, jam music a lot. Oh, yep. Yeah. So it's like, for me, sometimes I'm such a lyrical driven person mm -hmm. or the narrative or the arc of a story in a song or of the overall performance or whatever. And just for me, like, it's harder for me sometimes to catch that angle of it in in jam music yeah you know so wow i'm gonna sound like an asshole probably whatever um but like i would but there'd be like a, come on be an asshole let it rip let it anything rip. goes here um yeah there's no rules <laughs> no rules um kind of like jam music not quite but i just but i, I was curious like because jam has such a uh glorious community component to it absolutely and that's the most beautiful part about it to me. And then when you add like great players and you understand a little bit more pragmatically what's happening <laughs> music wise, um, it's super fascinating and interesting. But for the average like jam band fan, I was, it took me a while to figure out what is that like, what is that attachment just as an observer. Um, and I started to realize that when I started to get recently come back around to i play with a lot of jam guys yeah. too and have a lot of jam family friends so that's why i'm not really mincing my words were, but i'm like but i'm definitely like make sure i'm not stepping on anything um <laughs> the act of like living free in the music in kind of like a uh, like a planet fitness room of mm -hmm. of dancers and stuff like that no judgment here type of a thing no. um is so free and it releases uh, so much endorphins. And I've been going through my weeks feeling just a little bit more patient 
I've been a little bit more uh, gentle with myself and others. And I'm, I'm literally, this is like within the last couple of weeks. Nice. Like this is got you at a good time. <laughs> uh, man, Ingenuity was lit this year. I had a great time. Yeah, I'm, I was mad. I, I'm mad. I was out of town for that this year. Uh, if, if, it didn't seem like they pick up right where they left off. But anyway, um, I really feel like there's such a strong component to, um, to finding that release in music, no matter what style it is. Obviously, um, it's there, you know. Hmm. No, oh yeah. Very well spoken, <laughs> my friend. Yeah, another style of music that's just sort of like of that same ilk, I would say, is like jazz. I mean, I would say that's like to even more of an extreme, like in that regard, than J bands, because there's almost no, never vocals in jazz unless it's like smooth jazz or. You know, every now and then you'll have some fusion jazz bands that throw in some vocals, but like most classic jazz, you know, just all instrumental. So like you, you have to feel it from the instruments or you're not feeling it at all. <laughs> yeah. And I think something like, cause the other band I play, um, the other band I play with called Shoreline Funk All-Stars. Mm -hmm. uh, which has a large contingency of veteran jam band players in it like okay. chris walker played with broccoli samurai and then he and jeff both played vibe and direct okay. and then uh mike miller's played with us he's subbed in um marty and eric are both from they've both been in jam scenes before and jam bands and it's just kind of like at a certain point it's like <clears throat> we start to look at what are the elements that categorize music for people? Like what is the big difference between like a funk band and a jam band? Yeah. And I would say large sessions of improvisation. That's what makes a jam band, a jam band, like live long sessions of improvisation. Yeah. But I feel like funk bands do that too, a little bit. There's True. probably someone way smarter than all of us sitting there going, well, actually, I see it from both ways, though. I mean, you say, like, it takes a while. You're just like, okay, I need, like, this song to, like, go somewhere, like, lyrically-wise, or be taken somewhere instead of the same riff over and over again. And I was like that for a while. Uh, like, wow. Like, I really didn't get too much into jam bands till like, 20, end of 2019, 2020. Um, and then when I got immersed into it, it like, it it's honestly like what Cup just said the improvisation of the live recordings and then going back and listening to them and then being like how did they get like this and this one and this it's and this one and yeah. it's the same fucking riff going on in the background the whole time like that's that that's really what draws me into it just the ability to i don't know make it a whole different thing i don't know just go listen to dave matthews band <laughs> and well i guess so like going back to what you were saying earlier you're like okay what makes it funk what makes a jam band like it could be both like pigeons playing ping pong like if you listen to all their studio stuff where you know there's not improvisation you'd be like oh that's a funk band and then you see them live and like you know hear scrambled greg ripping on the guitar for 15 minutes you're like oh that's a jam band like so i mean there'd totally be genre overlap too yeah a hundred percent. And I think that's like, like for me, I'm not really like a specific genre focused person. Um, 
like the question, what's your favorite style of music kind of gives me anxiety a little bit. I say good time music. Good time. Uh, good yeah. time. I, can, I couldn't answer that question. If somebody asked it to me, I'd be like, well, I like this, but I like this, but I also so, like this. Right. Oh, what day is it? Yeah, I like that. that day too. <laughs> yep. I tend to like songs. Like I'm more of a song oriented person. Yeah. So that's, that's where, just kind of bring it back full circle. That's kind of where that, where that curiousness starts with looking at music that is a little bit more free form comes mm -hmm. from. And I say that with like half the shit I do on stage, I'm making up lyrics on the fly anyway. Dude, so. but the, see, I respect <laughs> that. That's, that's jam lyricing right there. Like, like, we were jamming with Shoreline the other day and because uh, we've been doing a lot of covers because we've only formed this year um, just to kind of get everyone in sync with each other and stuff like that. And um, we had this jam thing. I'm sitting there, it's like I'm trying to figure out, okay, when can I? when can I add vocals to this a little bit? Yeah. Like an actual jam session. Um, and uh, it's a fun thing to try to like figure out how to lace vocals into those things. But 100%. I just, I try to write lyrics while they're all playing. So <laughs> it works a little bit. No, that's fun. Um, so you say you, uh, you're more of a song guy, who you listen to. Who do you listen to? Who does Mikey Silas enjoy listening to? I guess over the years, that were, and then maybe who you're listening to right now, you catch yourself throwing Nice out. question. Um, so typically right now, what I'm really liking is a guy named Benjamin Clementine, who okay. is a uh, British singer. Um, but he's a piano player. He's really fascinating. He works with just like really beautiful theatrical vocal tones and the music is very uh is a very haunting appeal to it okay. so um it uh i really like it i think he's fantastic I'll check him out i highly recommend it um i also am like a chronic like go back and listen to old playlists and i've been like making playlists since about like 24 no 20 like 12 pretty regularly okay like, nice. whether it's like spurts of like a, a few months or a whole year worth of playlist or whatever you're gonna share those with ours oh uh, they're all on my spotify there's all right well, well we've been posting people who will make playlists we will so i've been listening to link. 2014 a lot that's been my that's been my go-to nice lately, which has a lot of like odessa on it um i like i like trancy house music type of stuff with like a really cool like riffy vocal on top of yeah. it yeah I love that stuff. Um, I was just listening to that the other day. What's that Selena Gomez song? It's like. Oh man, see, I'm not like I teach a school of rock yeah. a couple days a week, so that that helps me learn a little bit more of like some of the artists, like the Selena Gomez's and stuff like yeah. that. Because I don't really run into them that often. I listen, okay. I listen to sports radio. It's kind of yeah. what I listen to the most. Um, sports radio and. Um, uh, curated playlist, pretty much. So nice. it's hard sometimes to run into just random artists that don't normally yeah. fill in those filter into those algorithms or whatever i'm sure you were a big uh cd guy um oh yeah the books the 500 cd books the and you did it all yeah. legally right no lime wire no frost wire dude lime wire when i was little <laughs> boy i can't say this it doesn't matter you absolutely can <laughs> when i was little i used to like take cds from the library so bad um <laughs> and uh so yeah I've, I've, I've always loved cds actually when i was in high school i was obsessed with billboard charts like 
obsessed with music charts. I would make my own charts and make my sister on New Year's Eve sit there and I'd read off all 100 songs. (laughs) This is my top 100 of the year, Katie. Yeah, and you're not going anywhere. Right. The turkey can wait. And at midnight, we're going to listen to number one and you won't know what it is until then. (laughs) Yeah. I was was a terror with the music charts. (laughs) But I loved them. So I've always loved like British music imports and stuff like that because I would kind of look at world charts and everything. Um, but yeah, Benjamin Clementine. If I go back like super, super influential like music, um, 90s R&B is really huge. Like the way a lot of people know like Nirvana lyrics or Foo Fighters or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I know Keith Sweat, SWV mm-hmm. and Vogue. I mean, so like that's kind of like, that's just the way I came up Yeah. Um, music wise for the most part. Um, and uh so I love that. But then if go back to like the more classical influences like David Bowie, Aretha Franklin, um, hey. a lot of Aretha Franklin, Patti LaBelle, um, just people who I think really exemplified great songwriting, yeah. great vocals, great stage presence and great uh, showmanship too. Mm-hmm. So those, those are my three, and Elton John you could throw on there too. Those are kind of like my Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I mean, I see it in the... I love, dude, the way you uh, structure lyrics in your songs is very well done. It's not like the traditional, like, this one's got to be sung exactly like this, or the one and the three have to be the same. You're very much just, um, I don't know, I see that. I see the Bowie, I see the Aretha Franklins uh, uh, in in your music, so very well what done. The singer friend. who I actually see a lot, not necessarily by the sound of your voice, but by the way that you sing is Van Morrison interesting i could kind of see that for sure i mean the only there's probably i probably know more than brown eyed girl but i definitely can oh yeah feel that he, for sure. he's got an enormous like 40 plus album discography and that's actually off his very first album well i got i got a lot to listen to then i yeah. guess <laughs> um, you and your white vans daniel yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that shit? yeah wait what was that one i did i, I it, it was a vine and and it was the kid going by he's like damn daniel you and your white vans oh. <laughs> all i remember <laughs> from vines is the one that my friend jake from the room yeah that's another podcast he did the room rec- room recording yeah 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 jake and i had this Those thing where awesome. he, we had this vine we would send back and forth to each other which is like the girl who's getting woken up by someone pouring water on her oh, face yeah. she was like <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm about to call him right now. I'll be like Jake. Oh. I know exactly what you're talking about. Funny man. Um, yeah. Nice. Well, so all right, we talked about inspirations there. What are some local Cleveland music or just local music people may not know of that you are very fond of, and uh, I don't know, would want to give a shout out to, bro. Um, I honestly, the real answer to your first question, what do I listen to the most is live music. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm you are, much... dude, you're out everywhere, man. I'm telling you, if he's not performing, he's coming out to the Winchester on Tuesday nights to come see an open mic night. Open mic shows. I mean, I was doing this thing all summer where I just go to the Beachland every Sunday. I didn't, I didn't even look to see who was playing. I just show up. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah. Saw some That's great sick. bands. I saw the Maria's who I'd never heard of before. They're fantastic. I really do like kind of like that dreamy indie pop stuff too. Um, I also have friends that will introduce me to music. Like I just, I like being a sponge about those things. Yeah. Um, but the Maria's are great. Um, 
a band a lot of my friends like called Moonchild was really awesome. I saw this like weird like Bulgarian metal group. Um, yeah, just it's really fun. I see a lot of those types of bands, local bands, and I'm, this is by no means like an exclusive list. Just kind of who comes to no, mind yeah. first. Um, I think uh, so. The girls in my band they have a band called A New Vibe, um, A N U V Y B E. Um, and I just, I'm a big fan of their voices. I'm a big fan of their process, how they work with each other, um, write songs. And, you know, I think that they're really intentional about what they do. Um, and they add in the elements like choreography and shit like that. And it's, so I really, I really, uh, I really, really like their music. So they're really cool. Um, uh, see, I've seen... I really like Morning of Black Star, um, and I've seen them quite a bit this year. And a lot of it is because, kind of like what you were saying, they take an unconventional approach to um, soundscaping and song form. So it's very ethereal, and the narrative is very rich in their music. Um, obviously, the content and what they represent is is uh is very um is is just very important i can't think of a better word right now um and it's like it's curated in such like a way that is very like uh i want to say avant-garde but i don't want to make it sound like i don't want to make it sound like it's out of touch or something like that you know it's almost like what their music kind of does to me is it embraces a the heart and soul of music kind of if you think about like the universe is a bunch of rotating planets <laughs> but, but what's that energy in the universe that that holds it all up and i feel like that's where they come from in their music um so i really really a big fan of that uh ray flanagan is just yeah. someone who i just like when i just see him play and write or when i see him play what he writes and he just seems to just like literally have song babies just by it's flawless it, it's really good i just i happened to see him last night play at the brent kirby's 10 by 3 and uh just really just his songs are so good you know and i've been seeing ray play for about since about 2017 which is about the year after like within the year i moved back to cleveland from chicago and um his music is just, it's really good. You know, I think a lot of people can watch and be like, man, that boy, he's good. Um, <laughs> um, but his lyrics are really good. And he's someone who really does stick to that idea of song form and intentional um, like cadences and harmonic rhythms in terms of his rhyming patterns and his vocal inflections, you know, and I really love that about, about his songwriting. Um, who else? Oh, I really like, so there's this new group called the Stereotypes. They're like three young guys. Um, they're just starting to really get started. Yeah. And they do this thing where they just, uh, they kind of have, they pull from, I could sit here and talk about local music for all day. Yeah. They, they, they just pull, each song kind of takes you on a new journey, which is something I really like. Cause it's something I really like with Apostle Jones is I like each show to feel different. I like each song to feel like, hey, we, the, the, the temperature just changed in here. Yeah. It feels different. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's like, uh, I really like, I really like their approach to this sort of like, um, you, there's just a palpable joy and authenticity to 
how they express themselves in their music. And I thought that was pretty sick. I've actually seen them live. They were on a bill with my old band, Tomo Alone, back. It was like a Christmas show at the Grog Shop. It was when like, was how many years ago? It must have been like two, three years ago. Oh, bro, you could probably got to see them now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they were. I don't know what they were doing I mean, back then. But yeah, it was a while ago. So they're really good. Um, I remember your band, Tomo Alone. Yeah. I saw. I might have even seen that show you're talking about. Yeah. No, is that the one where you wore the black lycra suit? No, that was a different one. Oh, that yeah. was because we played at the Grog Shop twice, but that was like literally our second show, first time ever with a bassist. And on like a Tuesday night with like Hannah Stack. Talk about someone who understands uh, stage presence. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can shake it up there. This motherfucker came out in an all black suit. Like, who the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Hell the yeah. shop. Shout out to Wallace. Uh, Mellow yeah. Man, speaking of Wallace, Mellow Man Funk and Sadu. Oh my God. So Sadu um, is just an amazing, like, she just comes from such a, uh, the music has such a flawless feel to it. Cause you just, everything she does is so clearly what she meant to say. And it just, her, her music is just, it's one anyone can listen to or watch her live and be like, this girl absolutely like slaps. Yeah. Like, uh, I was, I was going to say fucks. Yeah. And then I was going to say slaps. I almost said sucks, <laughs> which is exactly what I did not want to say. Um, Sadu is amazing though. Um, and uh, I've had the pleasure of working with her as well, too. So she's amazing. And Mellow Man Funk um, is someone who just, I'll, there's something special about an artist when you can see them when they have the full track or the full band or the full lights or oh, whatever. Yeah. And then when you can take all that away and the music gets even richer or it gets even more impactful or something about the lyrics picks you up or, or sits you down for a moment, mm -hmm. you know? Um, he's one of those performers that's been able to do that. When I saw him in a room with just cell phone lights, basically lighting up the, the space. Um, yeah, Land of Panda, I really, speaking no, of jam bands, them, yeah. I really like what they're doing. I think they add a lot of fun of like sort of Jimi Hendrix type of style playing and there's influences of reggae. I think they really do a nice job of being a jam band that mixes a lot of influences together. And um, played with them earlier this year and yeah, we I, i'd known them for a while because they actually played at a house show i did in 2017 when they were, they were just starting out i believe and um i didn't see or hear from them for a while and then um obviously it's just kind of like i started just playing with more people and like our bands kind of came back together at a certain point mm -hmm. anyway no yeah we've had uh, i think jason augustine talked about land of panda as well and um, i mean they're a gig machine also i mean they're festival circuit all summer yeah. they've done a nice job hell yeah well shout out thank you i appreciate that i mean that's i've said every time that's my favorite part of this episode or like episodes because it gives me something to go back and be like all right boom this person this person and yeah this. yeah i'm a, a a sponge as you just said dang i'm gonna have like i'm gonna have like uh regret of not mentioning a bunch of people so it's all right. I, just, I really like if i'm out i'm probably i'm also one of those people i usually assume everything's great yeah you course. know it takes a lot for something to be like proven like ah oh, this sucks yeah or, yeah you know, i'm the same way i think it's so important man don't you mm -hmm. you know like there's already so many strikes against us as people as artists as yeah, humans 
that like why are we as artists going to make it more difficult than other people you know if we yeah. like going to the beach and not knowing who the fuck it is nah. that's like the most open-minded way you can approach a show ever so i try to take that into any show that i go see even if i do know them locally or whatever You're like yeah. ooh, this is about to be i would say find your song I'm about to find my yeah. song tonight yeah I, no that's very well said. it's interesting and- you say that so something that we do which hey maybe the future like we're all free on the same weekend or something you could hop in this too but we call it vinyl roulette and so like spruce and i like we both collect vinyls we'll just throw all of them into like this pool we find a way to randomly select them and it's like whatever is selected we're listening to it like no questions asked and it's (laughs) like you might like some of them like neither of us know a single song on the album and it's like we're just gonna dive in and just see what we get it's opened my mind to a lot of different music like i i don't like we had jamiroquai last time their Ooh. first album and oh yeah i love that I would album have, i would have never dove into their whole discography if it wasn't for emergency on planet earth just like being drawn right there i used to draw the like the outline of jk all the time i was like obsessed with that yes. silhouette dude it's it's that they're the buffalo yeah yeah, jk yeah they're a top 10 band for me now easily like 100 absolutely captivated by they're one of those bands it's like jam funk all that stuff yeah Yeah. jazz too everything i mean some i mean we were we were we were gonna cover virtual insanity this year and we were trying to like move through these covers quickly and that one just kind of that that one kind of like fucked us up for a minute so we put it on the side because literally like it's so hard <laughs> like well yeah it's just it's just more of a complicated like chord cluster chords and a different sort of like uh progression pattern and yeah. stuff like that and then the rhythm is a little bit uh specific so uh typically i like to kind of go in and like shift things around so they don't feel as much like the original yeah or because i feel like i feel like why when I see someone do a cover, I want to I want to understand what that cover means to them. Mm-hmm. Yep. I want to feel how those words, how that perspective is coming from someone else. 100%. If so, I feel like it's important for covers to have that that second life in them. A hundred percent. Yeah. So awesome. Um. Yeah. So I don't so know. Vital over that. I'm down for yeah. Vital yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But overall, ladies and gentlemen, I think the underlining thing here is get out, go see local music. There, it is right at your back door. You don't have to wait for the Billboard top tens to release. You can be able to go and see some amazing music anywhere. And another thing I would say is listen to your friends if they give recommendations. Just give them a and try. And also give recommendations. Yes. So like word of mouth, obviously, is going to be one of those things that um, helps everybody else out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we can't let you go without an encore, Mikey. Oh, we always have an encore here on Vinyl Stallions. It's the same question that we ask every guest. Okay. And I'll phrase it one way and I'll go dive it deeper. But do I have to leave the room and then come back? Hell no. You have to stare me in the eyes and answer (laughs) this. What is your most memorable concert experience? And now this can be one that you have attended, have performed at. And it can be something that happened to you or that you've seen like most like what the fuck moment or like, like what the fuck moment. This is amazing. Or what the fuck <laughs> moment. Like what the fuck is what the fuck. <laughs> can I get, I, I know I feel, I feel like the levity and like the humor and the joy. Well, no, I mean, but what I'm going to say is actually kind of really fucked up. Dude, let it rip. What we're here for. So it comes back to brother's lounge. I don't think you were at this show. I think this was at a 
that year we played at Brothers three times, May, October, and then New Year's Eve. Um, that October, I was severely like in a mental place after doing like kind of like a bingey thing for a few days. Mm -hmm. um, and um, my parents were there at the show. Okay. And there's a lyric in one of the songs um, called Make It Rain which is just the lyrics are about kind of going through those types of struggles and those types of things. And I'll never forget um, looking at my mom and dad during one of the lines and just really telling them without telling them, I'm sorry, oh, you know, but I'm doing my best. Yeah. And in that, in that case, music was the ability for me to say something I didn't know how to say. Yeah. Um, very cool yeah man that kind of got me a little bit not gonna lie no that was probably a big moment and especially i'm trying to think is there a time i like farted on stage or something no man i mean it's, <laughs> it's memorable it's something yeah memorable that... doesn't always have to be funny like it, right right I mean, like a powerful yeah. moment like that is super cool no that is awesome and like i'm sure yeah yeah that you were just yeah that's that's an probably out of body experience that you'll never forget. I vividly can see it still, you know, nice. it's very visceral, you know, everything else is kind of like that Instagram fade yeah. on the side, but it's all focused right in the same. Yeah. <laughs> no, awesome, man. No, that's, uh, that's, that, that is a fantastic one. And I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you had that moment. You know, sometimes you need those, like, I don't know. We don't tell each other things enough, people. We all like, like, whether it be I love you, I'm sorry, it's all of the above. So yeah, 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 man, that, that's a good one. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Thank you, man. And I appreciate you coming on in general. You know, I've uh, again, I talked about this at the beginning. I was ecstatic to have you on. Uh, this was one of the best conversations we've had, and I again, I very much appreciate you, and I'm excited to see just where you go from here, Mikey. Thanks, man. Excited to, to uh, be alive. I love it. I love it. Oh, again, yeah, yeah go ahead, club. I was just going to say, if you guys, I know you mentioned Detroit earlier. If you guys do end up booking a show out this way, let me know. Cause I'm like hour from Detroit. That's like, sort of, those are like my home venues, if you will. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll hit you up for sure. Yeah, um, you know, some good bands in Toledo too, that you guys could mesh well. That'd be awesome. I mean, that would be super helpful. Um, yeah, I'll have a, uh, I'll hit you up in your DMs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's Glassroots Coffee. Check out Glassroots Coffee in Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> uh, but besides that, again, Mikey, thank you very much. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. We'll see you out and about. Uh, but besides that, my name is Spruce. I'm Clip. And this has been another episode of Vinyl Stallions. Always got to throw a name at the end of your game. Final battle.